The audio you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. To listen to more audio like this, or to record your own, visit anchor.fm to download the app. Hey, this is Nir from Anchor. Last night it was announced, for the first time ever in American politics, that a woman, Hillary Clinton, was going to be the nominee for president from a major party. This is a historic event, and I was reading about it on The Economist's website that had an article summarizing what had happened and different people's perspectives. And there was one paragraph that really struck me, and I wanted to share it with everybody and get your thoughts on it. There's a university in Connecticut called Quinnipiac University, and they had a poll uh, asking people how they would vote if different outcomes of the primaries came out in different ways. And this is a quote from The Economist's article. The Quinnipiac poll also found that voters by now dislike Mrs. Clinton almost as much as they dislike Mr. Trump. Those surveyed gave Mrs. Clinton a 57% unfavorable rating, with 37% favorable, whereas Mr. Trump got only slightly worse ratings with 59% unfavorable and just 34% favorable. Putting aside politics, what does this mean for the American election system, for politics in general, for our perception internally and externally? that the two people running for president, more than half of Americans dislike both of the people that are running for president. Curious to hear what other people think about this. I'm John Craig. How do you know that thing about me? Oh, that's right. I told you. So near uh, Hillary Clinton, first female nominee, nominated for president by uh, one of the major uh, parties. Whoop-de-doo. You know what? Wake me up when the first transgender woman is nominated for president. Then we're talking. That's real change. Anyway, on a serious note, it's incredibly disconcerting that uh, more than half of the American population, if we are to believe Quinnipiac, and I believe it because I think I'm in that uh, over 50%. Uh... It's disconcerting about the, the, the party system and uh, how they both screw it up uh, constantly. Uh, and what are the qualifications to be president these days? Lifetime politician or billionaire? Where are we going? Something's got to give. Maybe this will be the one that changes it. I doubt it. Uh, hope and change. I want it all back. Transgender woman. Tim Araneta. Hey, Nir, I think the dissatisfaction and unpopularity of the two leading candidates for president reflects that the uh, primary system is broken. Um, That being said, it's not a likability contest. Um, You don't have to like the person in the Oval Office. The last time we elected a president who we thought, hey, he seems like a nice enough guy, I'd like to have a beer with him. Um, We ended up in two land wars in Asia, which have not gone well. So, um, yeah, I'm fine with the fact that come November, I got to vote for someone that may be not only unpopular among most of the country, but unpopular among myself. Hey, this is Nir from Anchor. You know, Tim, you mentioned that you think the primary system is broken. Reminds me of a conversation that I had a few months ago with someone where I said I thought it was a very outdated system and that it wasn't democratic. And what this person said kind of blew my mind. Uh, Something I never realized was that 
the rules that govern how primaries work, they're created by private entities. Private entities that the common, you know, electorate has absolutely no control over because the Democratic and Republican parties have their own internal governance and no rules about elections or uh, democracy. No congressional rulings can determine how these primaries are supposed to happen. It's just a private organization. So it, it seems especially messed up in light of the fact that we have a two-party system and so it affects the end voter and yet the end voter can't really change the process at all. This is Max from Team Anchor. A lot has already been said about Donald Trump's unpopularity, so I'm not sure that we need to really try to find meaning behind that. Um, I think what's more interesting is to ask ourselves why Hillary Clinton is so unpopular. Um, one of the reasons to me is pretty obvious. Uh, many people in the country are frustrated with our government and our current political system, and they see Hillary as a continuation of that system. Um, and that's and that's understandable. They want a candidate who's going to do things differently, and they don't see Hillary as that person. Um, Another reason, though, that I think she's so unpopular, and I don't think people talk about this enough, is the media's influence on our perception of candidates. There are media outlets that are currently painting Hillary Clinton as a criminal because she used a private email server while she was Secretary of State. Even though all of her emails have gone to the hands of the government and have been combed through and made public and shown that she did nothing wrong, people actually believe that she was using this email server to do illegal things. Max, I don't know how old you are, how much you've kept up with uh, the history of the Clintons, but um, she, uh, uh, whether it's fortunately or unfortunately or not, had a husband that, uh, of course, um, had a, uh, a lot of things following him around with, uh, with his past. There's probably a dozen or more things that you could point to that um, a lot of people were suspect about and that's following her as well so you know when you and then he stands up and they start talking to him about house of cards and he says well about 99 percent of it's really correct and you know you realize that that's a, a show about a lot of tawdry things that go on in washington and there's murders and and that sort of thing uh so she she's got a lot of baggage that goes back way back so um you know, a lot of uh, sort of shifting morality that people have a problem with, I think, is what her biggest problem is. This is Max from Team Anchor. Hey, Colin. I understand that Bill had an affair while he was in office, but when you talk about Hillary's shifting morality, what are you referring to? So, Max, if you go back and you look at uh, Whitewater and the Ken Starr investigation, uh, the Vince Foster suicide, uh, the Benghazi and in, uh, stuff that went on, the rape allegations against uh, Bill, there were multiple ones. A lot of think uh, people think that she was probably uh, aware of all of that, and she stuck with him. Uh, impeachment proceedings against her husband, Foggy Bottom. Uh, her speeches, uh, $375,000, I think, a pop that she did. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Clinton Foundation tax returns were um, a big issue. Uh, the Monica Lewinsky thing, again, most people think that she probably knew about that. Um, she had a defense issue that came up in the 80s uh, with a child rape thing that a lot of people are pointing their finger at, the email server. Uh, there's a timeline that they put together uh, regarding her um, support for gay marriage that is really uh, 
quite awakening to watch. So, I mean, there's just a bunch of stuff that uh, she was part and parcel to, probably in some way that people don't like. We have truly become a polarized nation. It's, it's nuts that these are the, uh, these are the two possibilities and they are both reviled by so many people. But it is what it is, so I guess we're going to have to live with it unless something uh, strange happens, which I'm still not discounting, <laughs> but we'll have to see. So, wow, it's going to be an interesting, interesting period ahead of us, really is. Kosher. Yeah, Nair, it's pretty amazing. My thing is, I got two things, all right? One thing is that, could you imagine if one of them gets elected? What's gonna happen when they're a president? You know, a lot of presidents' uh, rating goes down. So, <laughs> what, what's, the, what's gonna happen once one of them gets elected? That, that's gonna be an ugly number. Also, with Bernie still hanging around, will that undercut Hillary and give a better chance for Trump down the line? Hey, this is Near from Anchor. Hey, Kosher, your uh, your point about Bernie staying in the race, undermining Hillary, is it's kind of amazing when you think about the fact that we live in a world where not only are third parties frowned upon because they take votes away from the two main parties, but even within one of the main parties, uh, dissonance and people who disagree voicing another opinion it's also frowned upon um, at least late in the election cycle and that seems to only reinforce this two-party system that we have which just seems like a very very outdated process kosher yeah so bernie's you know reasoning behind it is basically the political revolution so that's that's interesting i just i just hope he doesn't do too much damage to where donald trump gets you know an advantage over hillary very interested to hear how her fbi case is going to go as well but all this is leading to kanye west and you could tell mike tell mike to listen to this you know Kanye West being president in 2020 because if these two could make it, Hillary could you know should have made it. But I guess people are wising up to her. But Donald Trump, come on, Donald Trump's almost like that's it's just ludicrous. But I could see Kanye having a fair shot in 2020. Derek. So I think this speaks volumes about uh, our primary system, the electoral college. Um, what we perceive that our vote stands for. And I think it speaks a lot to the people that are running for the offices being very, very disconnected from the average citizen. So I don't dislike Hillary. I think Trump is a major asshat. And if there was ever a call for black ops, oh, no, I didn't say that. Um, my my beef with, with Hillary is that um, she's made something like $100 million since leaving office um, and that's networking and that's patting her pockets using her political context, contacts. And people say to me, well, but that's just how it is. And I'm like, so fucking what? Doesn't mean that's the way it has to be, right? Neil. 
I think it shows that American politics is getting more polarised, um, that the candidates are taking more extreme positions, and that's disenfranchising a lot of people who are naturally in the centre. Um, slightly worrying. Um, I don't know, maybe uh, um, if young people are enthused, it's a good thing. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of people will not be happy whichever way the election turns out. Um, so, uh, yeah, interesting times, I think, as the Chinese curse has it. Hey there, it's Scott. I will agree that this is not a popularity contest. I mean, how many people really love the CEO of their company? Maybe there's a few out there, but I mean, generally speaking, right? So, you know, I think the biggest problem in American politics is that we do not engage after we elect somebody. I mean, whether it's your municipal, state, you know, government, whatever it is, we elect somebody to a position and then we kind of sit back and hope for the best. The problem with that is that, I mean, imagine if your boss never showed up to work and just let the employees have their go at the business. How well do you think it would function? Um, we can't sit back. We can't elect somebody and then sit back and not be engaged. And part of that responsibility falls, you know, after the vote, you still have responsibility. And that's staying in touch with your, your, your congressmen, your senators, mayors, whoever it is. We still have to be involved and let them hear your voice. You voted for them. Hey there, it's Scott. And I want to thank you, dear, for this conversation. Um, excellent. It needs to be had, right? It needs to be had. The biggest problem here is that not only do does most of America also not engage with our elected seat of government, um, that we just kind of sit back and hope for the best and wait for the headlines to come out the next time around. And then we read the bold print because nobody reads anymore. We just read the bold print or we listen to what the talking heads on TV have to say. Nobody really reads. It's it's a shame. And there's we have this thing called the internet. I mean, you could Google anything and really just drill down into any subject in depth. And if most of America would just do that, start reading again and uh, start using your common sense, uh, things might be better and engaging with our elected seat of government. So great conversation, man. Thanks. That's all I got. Look forward to hearing responses. Cheers. The audio you just heard was recorded in Anchor. To listen to more audio like this or to record your own, visit anchor.fm to download the app.